is good. I hope everything is well. Um, I know it's wait, wait, <laughs> it's a wait Thursday. It's wait, it's, I'm not, I'm not starting over. I know it is late Wednesday. I like to do anything that has to do with communication on Wednesdays. Um, today was a really good day for me. I hope it was really good for you too. Um, but I think most of you who listened to the last persuasion tactic um, heard my initial response to this one. You may agree with me or not. I kind of thought it was cute. Um, since I I took a peek at it, I want to say it was two weeks because I think I missed last Wednesday. <clears throat> but um, I have noticed the strategy used um you know, now that I'm aware of it, it's kind of one of those things that everyday people do. And like I mentioned in the previous podcast, when I took a peek at it, I think you can use this like with someone you like or significant other or something. I think you can also use it at work. I would be interested in terms of what this means in terms of negotiation. But like I said, I've seen it used before and I'm just saying they're like, aha, you're using this strategy. So Here's the strategy, and you can probably see it already or kind of have guessed by the title. I don't know what I'm going to make it for a title yet because I want to like low-key kind of make you guess a little bit, but I'm, um, we'll see what happens with the title because I feel like the title might give it away. So the, here's the strategy, and for those of you who are joining for the first time, I'm pulling from the Persuasion deck. Um, there's 33 t- tricks. Uh tool to help you be more persuasive and it's by Max Klemenko. And um, so the the tip is ask a person for a tiny favor to make them like you. Yeah. (laughs) I think that, you know, I don't know. I think part of the reason why my initial reaction when I saw that is like, I think it is kind of like cute and playful. Um, Because when they ask like that, it kind of does make you kind of want to guess what they're going to ask and makes you a little bit curious. And I think, you know, the the operative word here is tiny because... um, I think that the average person, their mind automatically goes to something that's like so big and impossible, like, oh my goodness, this person's going to ask me to walk their dog for a month or something, or like, you know, ask me to loan them like $10,000 or um, ask me for some, you know, whatever comes to their mind, whatever their personality is. And then when it's just something tiny, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, not a problem. You know, I just think that, I don't know, I just kind of like it. I think it can work at work too. I think, you know, if you're just working with people, um, with coworkers, whether it's someone on your same level, um, or, you know, supervisor to employee or employee to supervisor or, you know, even your boss. I don't, I don't know if I would use it on a boss. I wouldn't mind using it on a supervisor. I wouldn't ask a boss for a favor. Um, have I done that though? Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure I have, especially like the last boss that I had. Um, 
Yeah, definitely the last boss that I had. Um, never asked the, I used to have a, I've had several, actually, actually several women bosses. Um, but there is one for sure, like the one that I worked the longest for, like no way in hell. No. <laughs> um, so then I think what's crossing through my mind too is, you know, um, what it means for, I think if you're on a date versus like, or somebody you're interested in versus, you know, like me asking a guy for a favor versus asking a girl for a favor. I think it's easy for me to ask a guy for a favor at work. Um, trying to think of my guy friends. Mm. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah, I would say, like, my guy friends, I haven't asked them. Although I've had really, like, really, really, like, good, good friends, like, <clears throat> guy friends. It's easy for me to ask a girl for a favor. Um, yeah, but anyway, so that's just something for you to think about. Um, you know, like I said, I had a little bit of time to think about it, but even now as I'm talking it through, I just think it's it's fun, something to think about <clears throat> between the genders and or, you know, what you would do with, you know, to me that you're interested in or in a work situation. Um, I would say definitely for sure, for sure. Um, to me, I ask my parents for stuff all the time. Um but it's one of those things where I think that it, it's, it's definitely like, I'll be like, oh, mom, can I ask for something? I think automatically they're like, oh, my gosh, she's going to ask for it. And I'm like, can I just have or I'll just ask her to make me my favorite dish or something. And then she's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's good. Um, same thing with my dad, too. And if I ask him for one, he'll be like giving me like three different options or something or more than I even would have wanted in the first place. And it's like, no, I just wanted this tiny favor or something like that. Um, okay, so um, he also provides, okay, he gives an example here. He says, for example, oh my gosh, you guys, this is so simple. I didn't see this because sometimes I do I do be reading this in, in, in the dark. I know, throwing something ebonics in there but I do be reading these in the dark so last week when I took a peek at it I didn't see the smaller font <clears throat> but when when he says tiny favor and I was kind of driving that point home too um listen to this example he says for example please or pass me the tissue please or what is the wi-fi password like <laughs> I mean, those are just simple things. But again, it says, ask a person for a tiny favor to make them like you. You know, um, I like I, I've mentioned this before, but I would just be curious to find out his research on this. Because, you know, I, I imagine that when it comes to human behavior, it's the idea that you, you know, I think most of us, the majority of us are inherently people pleasers i think that even to a certain degree even narcissists um want to be liked um and so it just adds a level of genuine genuine genuinity no that's not a word of genuine 
of it, of it being a genuine moment. Um, yeah. But I'd be interested to find out a little bit more of what the ruling principles are beneath this, the social behavior. Like, why are we wired that way? Why is it that, you know, you would think it'd be the other way around. You would think that if I'm the one asking for a favor and you do it for me, I'm going to like you more. But it's like the other way around. Um, Here's another. So here's what he says, how it works. It says... Oh, there, yo, yo, I'm so going to research this. I, I probably might just look it up while I'm here on the, um, with you. It says the so-called Benjamin Franklin effect is a cognitive bias that causes people to like someone more after they do that person a favor. You guys, you cannot make this up. And it just kind of tells you a little bit too how I do my readings and or other stuff because I really do stay in the moment. Like at the most, I will kind of skip down a line and then I will see it a, a second, a split second before you. But I really do just go line by line or when I take the images in, I'm just going by the flow and the downloads and allowing the energy to hit me. So yeah, that is so cool. I, you know, um, let me just um, Google that. This is the first time I've ever heard of that Benjamin Franklin effect. I've been hearing really, um, nice quotes on Benjamin Franklin lately. And, um, Benjamin Franklin effect. Let's see what comes up with this. So, it says, how do you use the Benjamin Franklin effect? Um, you ask someone who is not a friend, interesting, who is not a friend, hmm. to do to do you a favor. Uh, says, for whatever reason, they agree to do it. They mind, or maybe, so, a little bit of grammar stuff going on here. Yeah, I think what they meant is their mind looks for a logical justification. And I think that's the part where you're kind of like thinking in your mind, like, oh, no, what are they going to ask me? It kind of piques your curiosity a little bit, kind of engages you, pulls you into to their energy and them trying to pick up on social cues of, of like wh where you're coming from or where you're going with this. Um, it says, number four, it struggles to... Reconcile the attitude towards you with the favor. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. It's kind of like the mind starts to think what's going on here, and then it struggles to reconcile the attitude. So now they start to pick up on, are you angry, sad? Are you, you know, what's your demeanor? And they start to tap in more into your energy. So it kind of brings in like a resonance or brings you guys on the same frequency. <clears throat> and they're adjusting themselves to kind of match where you're at and see what's going on. So... Number five, it says it reinterprets the former, concluding that you're viewed positively. Franklin theory. No, no, that's something else. Um, the Wikipedia version is really long. I don't. Let's see. Hmm, okay. It says, someone who has done you a favor is more likely to do you another one. You know what? I had heard of that before. Someone who has done you a favor is more likely to do you another um, than someone you have obliged. 
Similarly, someone who has done you harm is more likely to harm you again. Yo, now that's the last part I did not need to read because y'all know I will drag. (laughs) Y'all already know how I feel about take backs for exes. Now I'm going to be quoting the Benjamin Franklin effect. Girl, don't you know, if he already ran your heart through the mud, he's going to do it again. Benjamin Franklin said it, boo. Like, he wasn't a rocket scientist, but he he obviously on a Benjamin. So, you know, where's my, oh, you know what? And this is so funny because it's on my, this is on my playlist. I'm going to finish playing off with this one. It's coming, it's coming, hold on. (laughs) It's all about what Benjamin said. Oh, I know, that was maybe a little bit too goofy for some of y'all. Okay, so um, I wanted to click on something else too, because it said here... Says he that has one standing. Okay, this is kind of the same principle too. So here's another. Um, he that has once done you a kindness will be more ready to do you another than he whom you yourself have obliged. Um, another one here says the Benjamin Franklin effect. I need your help goes a long way, Benjamin Franklin. Um, and I think that from what I remember when I, uh, read that, I think from what I've heard, if I'm remembering correctly, it makes it easier for the, for you then to lead up to something bigger later on down the road. But again, it, it kind of ties into you having a little bit of camaraderie with that person. Let's just see what Wikipedia has to say. So it says the Ben Franklin effect is a proposed psychological phenomenon a person who has already performed a favor. And the key, the operative word that they have in italics here is perform. So you have to have allowed them to pass you the Kleenex or give you the Wi-Fi or completed the task. A person who has already performed a favor for another person is more likely to do another favor for that other than if they had received a favor from that person. An explanation for this is cognitive dissonance. People reason that they help others because they like them. I love this, you guys. This is so cool for me. People reason that they help others because they like them, even if they do not, because their mind struggles to maintain logical consistency consistency between their actions and perceptions. You know, and that's interesting because I think I would pay attention to what that means in the for, in moving forward because as much as I like it and I like that it's playful, it does make me want to think about in the future if, if there is someone that I probably kind of like intuitively just don't like, and that does happen, you know, and if they were to try to use that tactic on me, it's kind of like I would now understanding the role kind of be like, okay, I'll do it for you, but it's not because I don't like you, but I understand what what's going on in my mind or the cognitive dissonance, like the disconnect, like I think I would be able to understand it. I can't say that I've ever had it to where 
a person that I kind of was not really liking anyways. Like I think the mutual, the feelings were mutual or I was just being professional and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I really don't like this person or I'll do it for them. But I almost wonder if it's because of when I'm at work, <clears throat> it's like, it's part of your job. So sometimes people would call in and ask for something again and again, you know, and after the third time you're fed up, but you just like, so like, yeah, sure. I'll send you the PDF or resend it to you and CC you that I sent it to you the first two other times with a smile and everything. Um, but it wouldn't make me feel like I like them any better. I just, you know what, this is just something for you to think about. Now you kind of understand what you're dealing with. And um, these recent podcasts have been kind of like understanding myself, understanding other people and understanding how my mind works. Um, and it just is what it is. Um, yeah. So it says the Benjamin Franklin effect, in other words, is the result of one's concept of self coming under attack. Every person develops a persona and that persona persists because inconsistencies in one's personal narrative gets rewritten, redacted, and misinterpreted. Hmm. That was kind of a weird sentence or whatever. Benjamin Franklin, whom after the effect is named, quoted what he described as an old maxim in his autobiography. And I love maxims. I've come to fall in love with maxims. But those are kind of like guiding principles or guidelines that you fall back um, to or or um, as a way of life. So um, I, I really love Maxim's. He says in his autobiography, he that has once done you a kindness will be more ready to do another than he whom you yourself have obliged. In his autobiography, Franklin explains how he dealt with the animosity of a rival legislator. So he goes into, you know, into that, into that. And he said, they became great friends and our friendship continued to the death. Let me just read it. It says, having heard that he had in his library a certain very scarce and curious book, I, being Benjamin Franklin, um, wrote a note to him expressing my desire of perusing that book and requesting he would do me the favor of lending it to me for a few days. He sent it immediately and I returned it in about a week with another note expressing strongly my sense of, of the favor. When we next met in the house, he spoke to me, which he had never done before, and with great civility. Um, And he ever after manifested a readiness to serve me on all occasions so that we became great friends and our friendship continued to his death. So the research says here, the initial study of the effect was done by Jecker and Landy in 1969, in which students were invited to take part in a Q&A competition run by a researcher. After the competition was over, one third of the students who had quote unquote won were approached by the researcher who asked them to return the money on the grounds that he had used his own funds to pay the the winners and were running short of money now. Another third were asked by a, a secretary to return the money because it was from the psychology department and funds were low. Another third were not at all approached. All three groups were asked how much they liked the researcher. The second group liked him the least the second group, which was which one? Um, 
Those were the ones who actually turned money on the grounds that he had to use the funds to pay the winners. Um, this, the first group, the most, suggesting that a refund request by an intermediary had decreased their liking, while a direct request had increased their liking. In 1971, they did another, another, um, hold on. 1971, University of North Carolina psychologist John Shopler and John Comperi carried out the following experiment. They had their subjects administer learning tests to accomplices pretending to be other students. The subjects were told the learners would watch as the teachers used sticks to tap out long patterns on a series of wooden cubes. The learners would then be asked to repeat the patterns. Each teacher was to try out two different methods on different people one at a time. In one run, the teacher would offer encouragement when the learner got the patterns correct. In the other run of the experiment, the teacher insulted and criticized the learner when they erred. Afterwards, the teacher filled out the debriefing questionnaires that included questions about how attractive as a human being, not romantically, <laughs> and likable the, the learners were. Across the board, the subjects who received the insults were rated as less attractive than the ones who got encouragement. And you know, you you really do see this behavior um, and this psychology really unfold when you talk with other people. Um, I think it's safe for me to say like, yeah, if I have encouraging words, you know, um, or responsiveness or somebody says, thank you. Like to me, thank you goes a long way. I know that the students that I used to work with and in a faculty that I used to work with, the ones that said, thank you. Oh my goodness. You really, is there anything else I can do for you? Like, let me know, you know, and that is I, I just go the extra mile really above and beyond whenever I hear the words thank you. And that meant a lot to me because that job, yes, I enjoyed the things that I did to a certain degree. Of course, there's a pull and toll of work and deadlines and all that kind of stuff. And, and some level of dislike, just like anybody, you know, the things that you're going to dislike about your job. But in the role that I was in, there's a component of surveys. And so, but it really did feel good when somebody would take the time to say thank you or reply back. And even with um, other colleagues, like, yeah, if you send me something and you need something, um, you know, I remember like really working with, oh man, this is taking me back. But I remember it's, it's nothing like having to get stuff done in a deadline and you get that one phone call and they're asking for something, not a tiny favor, damn near impossible thing. And you just make it happen because that person has expressed appreciation before. And um, you know that, you know, now you're in good standing. Like I have legit, I, I, I can still remember some of the phone calls and having to talk with some people. Um, but again, it was just kind of like, oh, thank you so much type of a thing. Like I could still hear their voice. I could still hear and remember the conversations and the times that it's happened. For those that, that at, you know, you end up having great camaraderie with them. So um, yeah, just interesting. Although I think that this one is a little bit different. This is not, they weren't asking for a favor. It just came across more of you you know, 
and being encouraging. I will say this, and I'll keep it just short and brief on this point, but I know that um, one of the, the nice tactics for women is whatever your husband or your fiance or your significant other your companion does whenever he does something good praise that and he will continue to do more of that i've heard that time and time again um same thing with children too same thing with children too um so you're almost getting a little bit more of just like a little bit of behind the scenes social behavior anyways it says here in short the subject's own conduct toward the accomplices shaped their perception of them and then it says in quotes, you tend to like the people to whom you are kind and dislike the people to whom you are rude. Hmm. It's kind of like you're forcing their hand because you're you're forcing them to be nice to you and they might not recognize subconsciously that there's cognitive dissonance where they're trying to like disconnect. But if you do that in tandem with other things, it's like you can win them over. And I think that that's what that sentence meant when I was having a hard time understanding it. It says, um, where you're like rewriting, you know, where it says here, um, it was further up here, where it says every person develops a persona and that persona persists because inconsistencies in one's personal narrative get rewritten, redacted, and misinterpreted. So you're kind of helping to rewire that person's mind of how they they think and feel about you. Effect as an example of cognitive dissonance. It says here, the perception of Franklin has been cited as an example within cognitive dissonance theory, which says that people change their attitudes or behavior or resolve tensions or dissonance between their thoughts, attitudes, and actions. In the case of Ben of the Ben Franklin effect, the dissonance is between the subject's negative attitudes to the other person and the knowledge that they did that person a favor. Um, here's another one. So here are some uses. It says, in the sales field, the Ben Franklin effect can be used to build rapport with the client. Interesting. I love that this business component is coming in. Let's try to knock it out in the next four minutes. It says, instead of offering to help a potential client, a salesperson can instead ask a potential client for assistance. For example, ask them to share with you what product benefits they find most compelling, where they think the market is headed, and what products may be of interest several years from now. This pure favor left unrepaid can build likability that will enhance your ability to earn your client's time and investment in the future. So something as simple as saying, you know, um, can I ask for a small favor? And the client's like, what? You're asking me for a favor? And it's like, yeah, can you give me feedback on and then use these examples? And um, yeah, you're in. I love this. Um, Unfortunately, I'm going to try to figure out a way to put in the description that there's something here for people who are in business and how to make it work. I would say if you want more information on this, go to the Wikipedia. It says here, the Benjamin Franklin effect can also be observed in successful mentor and protege relationships. Such relationships, one source points out, are defined by their fundamental imbalance of knowledge and influence. Attempting to proactively reciprocate favors favors with the mentor can backfire as the role reversal and unsolicited assistance may put your mentor in an unexpected, awkward situation. So that's something to keep in mind.
Mm. Suggest when we ask a colleague to do us a favor, we are signaling that we consider them to have something we don't, whether more intelligence, more knowledge, more skills, or whatever. This is another way of showing admiration and respect, something the other person may not have noticed from us before. This immediately raises their opinion of us and makes them more willing to help us again, both because they enjoy the admiration and have genuinely started to like us. Yeah, you guys, this is a great read. Um, oh my gosh, wow. So I'm going to run out of time here, but I will definitely keep reading about this. And um, I am looking forward to doing a, a reading tomorrow for the wealth and um, entrepreneurs. Tomorrow, I am a little bit busy, but I, I, I want to do them for myself too, because I like to have something to meditate or reflect on or as a way to tie in everything I've learned up until a certain point. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing that. I'll probably pull from three or four decks. There's one I'm looking at right now, the um, money attraction or something like that. And I have a money deck and the entrepreneur deck. So I'll do that one tomorrow. But I hope that you enjoyed this. Um, I found it to be very helpful, very informative, and run out. All right, so I'm going to hop off. <laughs> it's, it's a big cat out there, you guys, and this cat be messing with my little one. Like, I, I've seen it. It's kind of funny, so that's what he's fussing at right now. But um, until next Wednesday, let me see. Is there something I want to pull for next week? Mm oh this one's good okay i have the one for next week too i think you guys are gonna like this one too i'll leave this one on top and we'll do this one next wednesday i think you're gonna like this one too <laughs> it's it's playful also i wouldn't do this one at work that's my initial reaction but anyways stay tuned have a blessed amazing week work on those communication skills and now you understand yourself and you understand others a little bit better peace